Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 44 of the Matt Maddow Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my just my just co-host, Johnny. Johnny, how are you? I'm doing good, Matt. How are you doing being the, the sole Matt left? I'm doing well. And, and, and yes, folks, Matt Z and I were, in fact, let go in our last episode. Uh, Johnny hired me back because he didn't want to do any editing. Uh, <laughs> but Matt Z did not share that same fate. So rest be assured, folks, we all want Matt Z back. So in our next episode, episode 45, we will be having a community feedback episode. This will be our first one that we're, we're ever going to do. Um, not our last, but the first one. And in order to get Matt Z reinstated, we need everyone to send in your comments, your questions, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if possible. If we feel we received enough feedback, then Matt Z will get a spot back on the podcast. So it's up to you, the listeners, to get Matt Z back here. So we will be answering all feedback, comments, and questions uh, unless they fall outside our normal rules. Remember, so no religious or political and kind of keep it keep it clean, please. Now, also, we will be doing a giveaway as well. All of the hosts and possible reinstated hosts will be picking one piece of feedback each and those winners will be sent a mystery prize from each of us. So maybe some rolling stock, maybe some other things. So we'll see. We're going to keep that a mystery. So remember, everybody, long time no see. Let's bring back Matt C. <laughs> I like that. It's very clever. That's, that's <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I got the I think I've got quite the promotion from uh, from Mike last time. I went from uh, from listener to co-host to dictator. So I think <laughs> You, you need to reach out to uh, Mike uh, Reagan and uh, and thank him for uh, for all this all this promotion for you. I know I'm, I'm just go, I'm just climbing the ladder here, Matt. I'm so excited. <laughs> but yes, and, I do uh, want to see him back. I want to see Matt Z back, and hopefully, hopefully we can have him back next episode. Depends on how merciful our viewers are. I know, right? Like this is out of our hand. Like this is up to the listeners. Like we're, oh, we yeah. have we have not we we have no say in this whatsoever. You know, so it is up to everybody to get together, send us that feedback. Uh, so poor Matt Z can can come back on the show. And uh, I'm sure he'd be really happy if everyone could send in some feedback. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Matt, really quick question. So how how can folks send us that feedback? How will they be able to do that? That is a fantastic question. Uh, in the show notes, you can find our Gmail account and you can email us so email uh, a question or a comment you can also go into apple podcasts or some of the other social media podcasting apps have a way to leave feedback you or a review uh kind of like how apple podcasts do you can give it like stars and then you can leave a little bit of a feedback in there we would appreciate that that helps the podcast also you can go into our discord server and leave a question or comment in there. There will be a comment uh, or a post about uh, how to do that, instructions on how to leave the feedback. And uh, we will take all of that information, compile it, review it, and then we're going to go over it completely uh, in our next episode. 
I can't wait, dude. This is going to be such a fun episode. And it's going to be really nice to hear directly from the community. So we want to hear from you guys. Ask whatever questions you have always been wanting to ask us about. Um, hopefully not too many about subways. <coughs> I kid. <laughs> but um, yeah, very excited to hear from you guys and can't wait for the next episode. Yep. And speaking of our Discord server, we are over 150 uh, folks on our Discord server. It is easy. It is free. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. You click it, you say, click a box that says, yes, I'll be a nice person. And bam, you're chatting away with folks. Also, let's uh, not forget about our Matt and Matt merchandise. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. And if you use our code M-A-M-P-O-D, you will receive 10% off. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to Trains.com, where they have about over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using Trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts, and we highly recommend them to our listeners. Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000 plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote. And Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link, which is www.trains.com slash MMOP. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. All right. Well, Johnny, let's talk about tonight's episode. Uh, it is a special episode, actually. Uh, it is a Father's Day edition of the podcast. And believe it or not, uh, we will be interviewing three generations of a son, dad, and grandfather family. Um, I want to welcome Wally, George, and OG George, uh, the Werderich family. Would that be correct? Yes. So close. Oh, Sounds close. good. The Werderich's here. Close enough for government work. <laughs> I am like 0 for 2 now in the last two episodes. So one more and you're out, Matt. One more and you're out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm walking a thin line here. You are. <laughs> People get you back on the podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, George, Wally, and OG George, uh, welcome to the podcast. We have uh, been wanting to have you guys on, and you guys are the perfect guests for our Father's Day episode because I think you. You guys just encompass that family tradition of passing down uh, the love for model railroading. So, again, thank you. Thank you for coming on our show. Well, hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having us on. It's uh, really a pleasure, isn't it, guys? Yeah, yes, sir. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. And it's a very 
personal thing for me as well to have you guys on. I, I owe a lot of my, uh, my connections and the hobby and all the friends I've made, it, it all started with uh, GFW trains. So to have you guys on the podcast is very special to me. So I'm, I'm very glad that you guys could take time out of your busy lives to, to join us here and to talk trains and to talk about uh, the history of uh, GFW trains. All right. We'll talk about everything. Mostly trains. Mostly trains. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, you know, let's let's get started, uh, and um, I will um, I will direct this at OG George since uh, you're the patriarch uh, here, and um, I'm going to ask you uh, when and how you got started into model railroading. Well, I guess you know model railroading. Uh, my mother tells the story during World War II, um, where I was I was just a young folk then. And she got tired of, uh, it was kind of a single parent, parent house, household. So I had a little wind-up train, and she said that she got tired of doing this, what, standing on her head, winding up trains. And so she went out and uh, bought me a train, I believe it's uh, in 1946. She got me a little Lionel 1666 with a red caboose, a black gondola, and a Sunoco tank car. And um, over the years, I, that was my trains. And uh, they, uh, uh, my mom would bring the train out every once in a while um, over the years. And finally, in, in 1950, I got my second train, which was a Santa Fe uh, 2333 with a Santa Fe operating box car, a opera car and a gondola and a caboose. And that's kind of where the thing started. Of course, I'm still a pretty young guy, but I started, uh, uh, we started putting together layouts on the floor and things like that. And they would stay up for a while. And um, then as I got in my, my 11 year old, 12 year old uh, age, I got, I got to be a carpenter. <laughs> And started building uh, with plywood and building a layout, and I got some more trains. Uh, always not very much. The, I think the next engine I got was a very well used twenty three thirty two GG one, and then uh, came a twenty forty six Hudson. That would have been about nineteen fifty two, and then uh, nineteen fifty three a little sixteen fifteen Switcher showed up at the house with a. That's a yardbird, like yardbirds that the Lionel made. And then the last one was a, a Milwaukee Road 2338 uh, engine that came along. And that, I, I had managed to get track from anywhere I could. I had, <laughs> I had the rear, weirdest uh, track setups you ever had with trains. I had 027 switches because I could, I could find those. Uh, people were throwing them out or things like that. And I, I had one 022 switch. I remember that, and I had I had these switches that went with this track that Lionel made that rolled up, and you could the switch you had one side it had one way, the other side it had the other way, and had a little arm out on it. You switch those, and like I say, it was a challenge to get the trains to run anywhere because uh, I had this big pieces of this uh, flex track, and the, uh, the current uh, going through that flex track was never very good, so the train would start into the flex track going fast, 
and then maybe it would make it around to the other end of the flex track. The current level was so bad. And like I say, I, I built several little layouts and then. Uh, so I've got a buddy in here. This is Wally. Uh, I've got a buddy in. My dad's telling this story. There's a fun family story that, that his um, cousin that he grew up with likes to tell. So he, he lived in the house. And like he said, uh, my cousin tells the stories about how they were always putting up train layouts and things on the floor, you know, traditional floor layouts, like you might imagine. And um, they both lived in the same house. My, uh, my uh, uncle, his cousin, um, they, um, he modeled S-Gage. He was American flyer guy. My dad, my dad, was a Lionel guy, O-Gage modeler. Um, but anyhow, they would make these train layouts that would go all over the house. The house had hardwood floors. And they tell the story about how these two young kids would oh, take wow. screws and screw the train layout. I just had to add that anecdotal story to this whole. I, I got to tell you about another layout we made that wasn't on the floor. We had it on a four by eight plywood uh, thing. We I forget what we had holding it up. Probably a couple of card tables. But we decided we were going to wire this thing with lights. And there was a there, you wouldn't believe now what we did. There was a, the, my my uh, cousin's mother used to drink this stuff called acidophilus milk, and it used to have a cap. It sounds bad. It's, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> Unless it was sour. <laughs> and the caps on these things used to have wire, un- <laughs> uninsulated wire. So my cousin and I proceeded to wire this layout. And not only did we wire the layout, we put it on 110 volts. Oh my God. <laughs> We're talking. <laughs> His mother came home and looked at that. What are you guys? We turned the lights out. All these things. It was really hilarious, but I suppose we could have burned the house down if we tried. When you're working on a strap budget, you work on a strap budget. Even getting wire was quite something that to. We didn't have much money, and our mothers both worked. They were both divorced, as it turns out, I found out. I didn't find that out for many years. But anyway, they were both divorced, and they were both raising these two guys. And uh, we, we had several. We both liked sports. We both liked trains. And they're a pretty good pair for years and years together. And uh, uh, But I got it. I stayed with the Lionel trains for a while, and I got interested in HO trains when I was in high school. Went to the dark side. And that, yeah, I went over to the dark <laughs> for a while. And uh, um, when I was – Graduated from high school, I kind of got back in it, and I bought some HO trains, and I had a pretty decent HO layout that I made, but I just really didn't enjoy it that much. So I packed everything away, and that was the end of the trains for a long time until I got married, and uh, um, the, uh, the, the boys came along, and one day I was thinking, oh, geez, I like trains a lot and stuff. I bought the, the oldest his. Wally's older brother, I bought him a... So for reference purposes, that uh, OG George, my, I've got a, a brother, an older brother, and then I've got two younger sisters. So when he says the boys, <laughs> he's referring to uh, myself and my older brother. So I, I, he got, I got him a little... 242 Lionel set for 1995. They had two Lionel sets in sale at the Myers store over in Lansing, Michigan. 
And for Christmas, I bought Bobby this set. The Wabash Cannonball. Yeah, that's what it's called, the Wabash Cannonball. Still got the box, original box. Oh, my gosh, the original box. I love this set. When my brother oh, wow. and I would drive it, if he got it going fast, the front of the boiler would pop off. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, classic thing. You got it running fast. My brother and I would try and get it running fast, and the front of the boiler would pop off. <laughs> it sounds like that was your goal, actually, right? To get it, it to was, pop it off, was, right? Yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> Fast Friday originated from a very young age. You got yeah, exactly. it. <laughs> very, very interesting. It ended up being a little portable layout that his grandfather over in Michigan made for them. And that was always, whenever we'd go over to Michigan, where we spent a lot of time, that uh, the little portable layout, the train would come out. And when we were back in Chicago one time, I just decided, you know, I, why not I get back into this train thing a little bit? And um, so I went down to my mother's home, and there in the big steel cabinet that was with all my trains. So I brought them out and cleaned them up and everything, but I didn't find it much of the track and that stuff. So I, and I didn't have a good transformer. So I, uh, I well, getting the trains out was, that was it, and uh, I happened into a hobby shop, and I never had, had an operating milk car or operating cattle car, and there they were for like fifteen dollars each. So I now I'm a rich airline pilot; I can afford fifteen dollars. So I buy the cattle car and the milk car, and it didn't end there. Then this is the best story. I've got the most wonderful wife in the world, and we went to this uh, train show at uh, Kane. For those of you that live around Chicago, Kane County Fairgrounds, and uh, we were walking around looking at uh, looking at trains, and uh, uh, I pointed out I, when I was a little guy. You guys live in Chicago, so you know it. We lived in Old Town, which was not the, the fancy Old Town it is today. It was Old Town where all the uh, <laughs> uh, ethnic people lived and stuff like that. And I used to get in the bus at, when I was 11, 12 years old, and uh, go downtown, right? Actually, right, the streetcar, the 22 streetcar down, downtown. We'd go look at the layouts at Marshall Fields, the Fair Store. Fair Store had a great uh, flyer layout. Fields, of course, had both. And then there was a layout over at Lawn Seat Store, right next to where the, um, what is this called? Uh, the Nederlander Theater, which was the Oriental Theater on Randolph Street. And I remember when the, I think it's, I do believe it's 1953, 54, I think. When the Lackawanna uh, Fairbanks Morris came out, and I got, I, I sat there and I, I always wanted that train. Of course, never, at forty-four dollars, that was a king's ransom. We could never have that. So my wife and I are walking through this uh, uh, show, and I point. We stop by this table, and there sits a very, very nice Lackawanna uh, engine. And um, I said, "See, that's the one I, own. I I always wanted when I was a kid," and and. My wife says, well, why don't you buy it? I says, I don't want to spend $200 on a train engine. She says, well, I do. And so she bought me this uh, Lackawanna. It's almost brand new. And uh, um, I, I wish I'd bought all the other cars that he had, but uh, I didn't think about it. All I wanted was the engine. The cars in that set aren't much of anything. But uh, um, so that that got me going. And then we started building layouts. And the boys now were starting to get old enough to play it. So we... We uh, we built a couple of layouts. We had an HO layout. That we had a pretty big HO layout, didn't we? Along it was, yeah, yeah, it was big, pretty nice. And I I got that going. Still have all those trains. They're sitting in, in a in a trunk in my hangar. 
and uh, in a then, trunk. Yeah, it's in a big steamer trunk. And uh, then uh, uh, we, I built an O-gauge layout, and we had both of them going for a while. And then the kids were starting to get older, and we decided we had to turn half of our got a big basement. Half the yeah, we wanted to turn half the basement into a recreation room. So that we, the kids could recreate there instead of somebody else's place. So, Dad, but one of the things that you're missing along that that timeline was is um, the the process where you went over to Hills Hobby and and uh, uh, met with the guys there at oh, Hills yeah. Hobby and then yeah. got involved with the Train Collectors Association. Right, right. Uh, actually, the first my first connection with the Train Collectors Association was over there in Michigan. We were uh, uh, we were over at the. Um, uh, by Lansing, Michigan, where my wife was from, at her house, and I scouring through the newspapers looking for ads for, I heard that this was the way you buy trains, I, and uh, so I found this guy advertising trains at the, the, in Meridian Township, and so my wife and I went up there, to, he's had some trains for sale, turned out this guy was the Midwest distributor for Lionel Trains at the time, this is, I want to say, is about 19... He's, I want to say about 1979 or something like that. Wouldn't that be about right? Well, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. And so we, his name is Dick Baybach. And uh, he's, he he had just about everything Lionel had ever made. And uh, he had this, <laughs> in his living room, he had this great big display that used to be in Lionel display in the merchandise mart in Chicago. It was a great big turbine engine with a headlight coming right at you. And the engine was almost full-sized boiler and everything looking at you. And so he, he invited me to, he says, there's a train show over in Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Sunday. You want to go with me? And I said, well, sure, I'll go with you. And so uh, I go up to meet him at his house. Now, he traveled to his train shows. He had a, a, you know, he had a hearse and a trailer with Mickey Mouse all over the thing. And it was filled with trains. And he, <laughs> he traveled all over to train shows and and. and Seems so, like the van you do not want to enter. Right. I guess. <laughs> so Dick's a little odd. Dick was, well. Dick was quite a uh, quite a wheeler dealer in trains. He knew he he, he was uh, he's mentioned in a lot of books here and there. I don't know what happened to him. I, uh, I haven't heard anything about him in years now, though. I've seen his bro- younger brother, but um, um, so. I went to the train show there, and he said, well, this is a train collectors association show, and you can come as a guest two times to train collectors show, and then you have to join. And I said, well, I'd like to join. He said, well, you have to. You've got to. I'll give you a signature, and then you've got to go to your local place. You live in Chicago and find somebody that will sponsor you into the train collectors association. So I went to my good old hobby shop that I'd been going to, and I asked the guys there. I says, are you members of the Train Collectors Association? And this turned out um, the guy, one of the owners was a former division president. And he says, yeah, I, I am a member. I says, I have an application signed by Dick Baybach. Oh, you know Dick? And I says, yeah, kind of. And he says, uh, you know, and so I, uh, he says, if you meet me at the, the next train meet, uh, I'll, uh, I'll sign a thing for you and come join the club. So did that and uh, joined PCA. This is 1977, and uh, kind of been a uh, member of TCA and ever since then. And it's been a big part of our lives. And uh, Wally really, well, both boys took to the trains for a while. Bob went more heavily into sports, but Wally has always been into trains. 
And he he raised this little kid now that's guy's <laughs> pretty great. <laughs> I gotta tell you one thing. Uh, Don't ever name your kid after you. Looks like you're out of the will. Wait, <laughs> 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 hey, hey, I just got I just <laughs> estate planning at its worst right there. <laughs> you you name me George to keep him in the will. I got it. This story is worth telling. I actually, I should let them tell this story because I wasn't there. Well, I don't but know what story I, I keep, you're talking about. I, George Warwick won that engine. I see this engine sitting over here on the train rail that I know somewhere on it has got my name on it. That's a fun story, guys. We'll get that for a second, but it's uh, it's got to do with it's cool. It's a cool story. It's got to do with two generations. Two young or two guys named George Wardrick and one raffle winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't spend a penny on that raffle, but George Wardrick was pulled. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm, I'm gonna tell the story. I gotta, I gotta leave. All right. So here's what happened. Just this is fun. Uh, um, so my dad was out of town, and we were at a Midwest Division Train Collectors Association <laughs> meet, and um, I was there. And, and George was there. And George had to have been about nine years old. And George's whole life, this little George, his whole life, he was kind of, he, he's been going to, to train collectors association meets and he's been going to train shows. So he's kind of like a, I want to say, that, I, 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 like everybody knows George. Everybody loves George. And he's a little kid. And of course, he's got that little kid vibe going. Um, but every every six months or so at the train collectors association, they would get a, a train that was a really cool train. <laughs> Um, and they would have a raffle for the train. And this particular train was uh, Northern Pacific Legacy GP9. GP9. It was really, really nice. Uh, anyway, at the train show, they'd sold enough tickets where they were going to raffle off the <laughs> item. My dad was out of town. They made a big deal about the, um, the, um, the raffle being drawn. They drew the name, and they said, the winner is George Werderick. And this nine-year-old little boy. I was younger than that. Okay, maybe he was about eight or seven, right? He's he just lights up. He's like, "Oh my god, I won!" And he runs up <laughs> to the stage where they were giving it away, and nobody had the heart to tell little George <laughs> that it was that it was his grandfather George. To get it either, so they handed George the train, and nobody said anything. <laughs> <laughs> Me and grandpa's, and I, I sit here looking longingly at that nice little GPS. Oh, it runs like crap. You don't want it. <laughs> I watched it, watch it run like crap. Now you're going to hear the sequel, kind of, to this one. This has got a sequel to it. Oh, it's a sequel. sequel yeah, this, this is a sequel. We. Oh, I don't we, know about this one. Oh, yes, you will. If you remember. Uh, we have our annual TCA banquet that we always have. And there was a very nice 682 turbine set that was for raffle. And this was right after this other incident. It was. Really? Yeah. And I still have it. I still have it. I don't remember. <laughs> I got to tell you what. They, I, I won the raffle. They call out George Werderick. And I quickly jumped up. <laughs> I says, it's me. It's me, not you. <laughs> don't look at my grandson. It's me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking uh, about. Uh, 
And, and so now I, 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 I get a lot of things, strange things come through that on the mail to George Werdrick, and I says, where are they sending it to me? It's George Werdrick. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be going to college pretty soon there, OG. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he does better than me, that'll be all right. <laughs> well, we, we as a family have just had a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I tell you what. Uh, well, and I'll pick up a little bit where, where this, where, you're, talking where right you've had led there so my daddy's always been into trains he's you know from and you, as you heard he's from a a age where he was it was, they were literally his trains favorite toy yeah. right right the trains of the day were the ps5 of the day and that was where he grew up and he had this deep insatiable love of trains and then you know he uh gave my brother and i trains and and my brother and i really liked trains and and uh, trains really took with me. I, I loved them. I, I, I always did. And my dad would take me to shows and train meets and and um, uh, all over the country we would go. Uh, we'd buy collections. We would uh, go to train shows. I, I learned all of the different numbers. I learned the, the grading system and everything like that. And, I, and you know, the, all through the years, I think I uh, he said that he was I started going to the TCA shows in 1977 and I started going with him in 1977 as well. Sometimes couldn't even get let in the meat all, but I, I went with him to the shows and, and uh, it took with me and, and um, I, I've been uh, going to train shows and collecting trains uh, my whole life. And it's kind of funny, you know, everyone says, you know, what did you do? So my, I've got a, a son and a daughter and, and, and George is my son Everyone always asks me, you know, what did you do to get your son so interested in trains? And it's kind of funny. It's not necessarily that I did anything to get my son interested in trains, other than just living the life that I had lived when I was growing up. You know, just dragging him along and doing stuff, going to train shows and and being involved with the Train Collectors Association, and you know, taking him with me and introducing him to all of these friends that I had made and the, you know people that my dad had introduced me to, and uh, uh, there was quite the trickle down in, in it. I, I take great pride in that. You know, I take great pride in um, uh, uh, the social circles that, that we um, that we proverbially swim in with with the, the hobby and the people that we've met. And I, I enjoy that. I've been the, the president of the Midwest Division of the Train Collectors Association uh, three times. I've been on the board of directors over 21 years. My dad's the same. Uh, um, and, um, George has said from age seven, I think that as soon as possible, he's going to, uh, try and be on the board of directors of the train collectors association as well. Um, but that's the part that I love. I, you know, I, I, there's a little bit of trickle down from my dad to me and then, uh, from me to, to George. And I, I'm going to use this as a segue, which is really kind of neat that, um, George, you know, we, we've always been a trained family. But George has really kind of um, made the train hobby and the um, way that we communicate and the way that we've opened up our social circles in, in a new dynamic way, haven't you, George? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the whole. So why don't you, why don't you speak to that, George, and speak to GFW trains and how how you're. You started from a really young age to um, where you are now. So basically, when I was little, you know, I did did the whole. A lot of people like trains did the whole Thomas thing. You know, that was a huge part of my life. 
Um, and then going to the TCA meets really kind of cemented uh, my love for trains, uh, going all around the country doing train stuff. Because, I mean, at a very young age, most of the people I hung around with or that, like, uh, you know, I went to their houses, everybody had train layouts, you know what I mean? So I thought it was normal for people to have these big old grand train layouts in their basement. And I think up until I started going to school, like probably kindergarten, preschool, or not preschool, but kindergarten, first grade, and I started going to my friend's house, they didn't have train layouts. I all thought they were weird because uh, <laughs> they uh, they didn't have train layouts. Like, what? <laughs> Yo, where's your big train layout? <laughs> That's okay. uh, but uh, uh, yeah, and so I did that a lot. And then YouTube was a huge thing at that age, man. I That's all I did. You come home from school, watch my uh, uh, Thomas videos on YouTube. And then it kind of segued into uh, uh, a lot of uh, stuff like Eric Siegel from Eric's Trains. I would I would watch him constantly. Um, and then the other guys, I mean, but Eric Siegel I like to use a lot because he uh, uh, did O-Scale Trains. And so that was that was big at the time because there weren't too many O scale YouTubers, like big O scale YouTubers, <clears throat> um, filming videos. And I guess there was JD Stucks too. I watched him a lot when I was younger. Um, but uh, uh, they did O scale. Everybody else that, that was big on YouTube did like HO scale, which is which is a pretty big. Uh, that's probably the most popular scale in the hobby. But they did O scale, and so I, I would watch them constantly because I the stuff they had I, I could relate to. You know, we, we I. We uh we collected the same trains and we you operated on the same systems and he, he gave tips uh about trains that I mean I'm sure I didn't really understand at the time but it just kind of translated over to what I what I did we, we every year we'd go up to a show called Train Fest in Milwaukee Wisconsin and uh, uh that was like Disney World to me I uh I look forward to that every year if you were to ask me at the age of ten you'd rather go to Disney World or Train Fest I probably would have said Train Fest uh. But, uh, you still might say that. I, I probably yeah, would, yeah. yeah. I, I would say that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since they don't have the train running at Disney World. Yeah, yeah. That's um, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Train Fest is a time to bring up the nicest trains, you know, to show off. And uh, we, we run trains all weekend. But, uh, uh, yeah, and so that, that just because was the, the – uh, uh, that was the start. And so when uh, I've been watching YouTube for a long time, probably around the time I was in maybe second grade, maybe you think, yeah, second grade, I, uh, I, uh, I, was, I was big in the Thomas and uh, I, uh, um, I wanted to start a YouTube channel. It was really bad. I didn't care what it was on. And I watched all times of YouTube, like the, the uh, like vlogging stuff to like, I, I, I do that, you know, YouTube's a big place and I, I was all over it. So, uh, I, uh, from like gaming to vlogging to the trains, trains was the big, uh, that was, that was what I, I knew most about. And so I, uh, remember one time there's a Thomas train that I really, really wanted. And so I got it for my, I don't know if it was Christmas or something where just my mom ordered it, but, uh, um, it was, uh, it was, I got that engine and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a review on this engine. So I, I, uh, took my mom's phone for like a couple hours I filmed probably around what an hour of video <laughs> it's all just if, if if we ever find that phone or i don't know if there's the video somewhere but man this is just a bunch of like i i did the whole video without editing it at all so the whole it was probably around what 15 minutes of just me talking about this thomas train but there are so many fail or there's so many times i had to stop the video because i messed up that it probably ended up to be like 
two hours worth of videos. And uh, anyways, I I did the whole video, but I put in like sound effects and stuff like that on iMovie because I recently found iMovie. And my mom was so impressed that she posted it on YouTube. And I'm pretty sure they posted it on Facebook and stuff like that because it got got quite a few uh, quite a few views. Uh, and then I just kind of blossomed into me making videos on Thomas trains. Uh, and, uh, I think that was, I, that was, I, I did that probably till I, I got about a hundred subscribers. And, uh, my dad just was like, why don't you make videos on O scale trains? Cause you know, we have a lot of them. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, Oh, all right. So I started making videos on O scale trains and just, well, at the time it was just whatever. Like there's some videos on there that are just like, well, why would you post this? Like I did some like thing about like the NES, the video game console. And I was just like, I didn't know what I was talking about, but it was YouTube, so I just posted it. Uh, but I did a lot of O scale stuff, and that kind of I uh, I had been doing that probably till around what would you say like elementary or intermediate school? It was like fifth yes. or sixth grade, yep. and uh, I had around three hundred subscribers. And at the time, my dad's always been really fascinated in YouTube as well. And at the time, he wanted to start a YouTube channel called Train Buds. Uh, with uh, him, me, and my grandpa, and uh, we filmed a lot of videos for it. Or we, we filmed a lot of footage. I wouldn't say complete videos, but it was it was we did a lot for it. And I I, I just wasn't really into it, and because I mean I uh, I was. I well, he wasn't really into it, and, and uh, I one day I asked him. I was like, George, how come you're not into doing this project? George is like, Well, I already have a YouTube channel, Dad. <laughs> And then the light bulb went off with me as his father. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see. All right, I get it. (laughs) So uh, from there, it just kind of blossomed into uh, uh, that. The train buds turned into uh, uh, GFW trains. And actually, the original GFW trains intro is the train buds intro, just with like a couple of different like lines switched out from the, the intro now is. It's it's totally different. The the probably the only thing that's the similar about it is the music and, and the the format. But the the, the original GFW trains intro was was the tri- was originally the train buds intro. And so uh, uh, that's that's kind of when when uh, when my dad started uh, working on the, the the videos and helping me with all that. That's when the the channel started to grow a lot more because before then I just post a video like every six months and it wouldn't be anything special where with the the original or with when my dad hopped on board we'd be posting what every month would you say Mm -hmm. and uh it it was cool because at the time that was we would be going to people's train labs like every weekend and we'd be able to get i mean these beautiful beautiful train labs we'd get videos of it and these people they i've known them all my life and they'd be like yeah take videos for sure so i'd give tours of these train labs and that's what really kind of blew up on the channel was these layout tours uh, I mean, we did uh, like some, we went to some beautiful, beautiful layouts. There's a guy, I remember the the one I remember, or there's two I remember that were probably, uh, and if you guys are listening that this, this is, uh, it's not the single them out. I, I love all the layouts that we've been to, but uh, Mr. Ron Brenner's was the first one I remember. Like that was, that was, I mean, I'd been to his layout a bunch before, but going there and filming his layout, you, you were able to see a lot more, uh, detail in the layout than you would have if you were just going down there to run trains uh and it was cool because that way i think that was one of the first videos to, to blow up right wouldn't mm-hmm. you say yeah uh and then the other one too was uh, uh mr ron stevenson he uh he had a layout a really really cool state-of-the-art layout that uh he was uh 
taking down because he was moving. So we went and filmed it for our 500 subscribers special. And uh, oh my gosh, that was a fun, fun video because uh, uh, it, it was just cool. There was a bunch of people down there filming our video and it, and it did really well. Um, and uh, that, that, was, that was kind of the start of the, the, uh, the, the GFW trains as you guys know it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I remember those, those are really cool. I mean, there, there are a ton of layouts that we did like that, that were just like, that are amazing. Like, I, I don't know. I think I take that for granted if you, if you know what I mean. Right. I it, it's cool a, layouts. If I might jump in. It's what's amazing about this is uh, unfortunately in the hobby, so many guys are very reclusive about their trains. Uh, you know, it, it's been over the years, you know, even in the Train Collectors Association, there were guys that, you know, you had to have a writ from God to see if you could go see these wonderful layouts people had. And uh, um, we tried to set things up in the TCA where we started having tours in, the, uh, in our, lo our local division. You know, with the big uh, conventions the TCA has, they always have them, and they you know you go someplace and you'll you'll get on a bus ride, and drive two hours in a big over the road coach to get to see somebody's fantastic layout. That's one of the highlights usually of going to a TCA convention is you get all these great open houses that uh, people have of these layouts you'd never dream existed. Uh, and uh, the same way around you guys live around the Chicago area. There are layouts here. I know guys from TCA used to be. It's not TCA is not the great big club we used to have, but the, a lot of these guys are still around. They're just more in seclusive now. And it, it, having George and Wally doing the show, I know they've gotten a lot of invitations to come film their show, their layouts, and uh, I, it, it's great because so many of the of the older people, you know, the TCA is not exactly what you call a young man's <laughs> collection. And uh, uh, so many of these wonderful layouts that people have built are going to be history in the in not too distant future. And it's really going to be nice for people to be able to see them. And uh, that's, that's one of the things this GFW Trains has done a really, really nice thing is, is you know, bring a lot of people out of the woodwork <laughs> is what it amounts to. Sure. What, hey, guys. what does... Okay. I was just, go ahead. No, go ahead, Wally. I was just going to say, we're not letting you guys get any words in edgewise. You just wind up the word egg, boys, and we just keep going. So That's fine. That's, no worries. That's fine. We, we love this. We, your stories have been awesome. Um, I was just going to segue right from uh, GFW Trains. What what does GFW stand for? How did you come up with that name? Uh, I mean, so, I, I think I know, but I wanted yeah, you yeah. to explain it. So so when I uh, when I originally started the YouTube channel, the uh, uh, the name was Bellum Warderick, which is my mom's name. <laughs> okay. And so it stayed that like that for like a year and a half till I figured out I could change the name on YouTube, right? And so I was thinking for a long time, what should I name this, this uh, YouTube channel? And I went through a couple of names. I don't remember any of them, but it was like I changed it like every week. Uh, and finally, there was one where I, I changed it to GFW Trains. And this is totally, totally a knockoff of uh, uh, Tim. Tim from Tim's Trains or Tim Fraun. You guys may know him. But at the time, he had a YouTube channel. It was called TDF Lines. And so, okay. as you guys can assume, TDF are his initials, right? So okay. what did I think of doing? I was 
pretty young. And Tim was like my role model at the time, the train role model, because we went to the same shows. You know, we were both part of the TCA. So we tend, we tend to hang out a lot since we're the younger guys in the club. Although he probably thought of me as annoying at the time. I, 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 he was like, God, <laughs> still thinks of you as annoying. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, uh, he, uh, I, uh, I totally like copied his name, but I changed, I was like, all right, he's got TDF lines. Why don't my, I make mine with my initials and just call it GFW trains. So I did that. And I don't know why I never changed it. I, 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 it's not that I didn't like it. I just sent I, at that time I was changing my YouTube name like every week, like, uh, but I never changed it. And so it kind of stuck from there. And, uh, uh, that's just, it was, it, it became GFW trains after that. So, uh, GFW trains are my initials. Uh, so GFW, GFW, uh, my name, my full name is George Felipe Orderick. So, uh, that's, that's what the GFW stands for. And obviously since we're talking about trains, it's, it's trains. So yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's, that's great. No, that's, I mean, that's just definitely something that, um, we, uh, we were curious to know. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, it, it, I can say it's, it's, it's just my initials, but it's kind of got a, a cool little backstory to it that, uh, I think, I, uh, yeah, I think everyone kind of has that with the origin of their, um, of their YouTube channel name, you know, everyone kind of has a story behind it. And, um, Oh, just to go back to Tim really fast, um, big shout out to, um, to Mr. Tim front. So he's a, uh, definitely a, a friend of ours and, a a, a, a friend, uh, of our, uh, of our channels. So Tim, woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> we love Tim. He's great. Yeah, we do. <laughs> he's going to be happy that he was mentioned in the podcast. So don't, don't, don't let it go to his, don't let it go to his head, though. Don't let it go to his head. So, should we just should we just bleep out Tim? Uh, then he will have to guess who yeah, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, we'll leave it. At. What is your uh, so for each of you? I don't know if you all share the same one, and this is kind of a interesting question that I put out there. But what is your favorite railroad, and why? Ooh, that's good. I'm gonna start with this one. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. My my favorite railroad's the Milwaukee Road, and okay. the reason why it's the Milwaukee Road is I grew up in Bartlett, and the main line of the Milwaukee Road, or one of the main lines of the Milwaukee Road, runs right through Bartlett. So growing up, Milwaukee Road trains um, uh, ran right by my house all day long, and I, I just grew up. Uh, with the Milwaukee Road is literally my backyard railroad. You lived in the era too, where the Milwaukee Road was like everything. Right, they, 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 they were running like everything. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, my favorite railroad is kind of a funny story. So I'm gonna. I never really had a favorite railroad. Actually, that's not true. There was one for the longest time. My favorite railroad was the Norfolk Southern. And the reason for this is there was a guy that belonged to our club. His name is Ethan. And he had all the Norfolk and Southern diesels. This was my diesel phase. I, there was a time where I, I all, all I loved was diesels, but the modern diesels. Uh, and uh, Ethan had uh, Norfolk Southern diesels. So I was like, oh, these are cool. Although they have like probably the lamest paint job ever, that Norfolk Southern was my deal. So I, I have my very first TMCC locomotive was a Norfolk Southern Dash 9 uh, <coughs> that Santa brought me. And uh, I, ran, I, I ran, the, I, dude, that thing has probably got more, probably the most miles uh, in our collection other than the Class A. But uh, holy moly, I take that thing up to train fest every year. And uh, Ethan would run these big, long freight trains, right? 
and they'd be all modern scale cars, weathered, real nice. And I was like, oh, I like big long freight trains, right? So what I did is I uh, I just brought every single car I could find, 027, you know, post war, and then running behind this dash eight or dash nine. And uh, there's a couple times where it stopped running because it would get really hot <laughs> uh, from pulling all these cars. But uh, yeah, so the, the original is a Norfolk Southern. As I got older, uh, I, I had the obsession for the cab forward. And uh, uh, I, I, oh, no. I, have more, I don't know where this obsession came from. because it was a, a, an articulated steam engine that was different. It just it looks different. In my opinion, it looks really cool. And uh, um, cab forward and unit trains. I love my unit trains. And unit trains came from Train Fest. We have a friend of ours. <coughs> Bill Corbinus, who has a really cool uh, unit train of these uh, kids' club box cars from a, a convention that happened in Chicago that the Train Collective Association put on. We brought it up to Train Fest, and I was obsessed with this unit train. So I came home from Train Oh, and he also brought the cab forward. And that, that Train Fest, he said, George, you can be, I never run my cab forward, so you can be the caretaker of this cab forward. And I was, that, that's, that's, that's where our cab forward comes from. So, uh, uh, <clears throat> anyways, um, the the unit trains and I was in my unit I, I, so I what, still like my unit trains right and so I uh, was thinking what should I make my unit train of and uh, Bill goes yeah you like the Southern Pacific right you should ask Mister Ron Miller another guy in our club he's got a bunch of so uh uh Pacific Fruit Express reefers and I, was, I never asked him I was too scared to but I ended up getting a bunch of PFE reefers and so uh uh I tend to uh, my favorite railroad is the Southern Pacific. Although I do have a, we do have a lot of Union Pacific stuff, so I'd like to put those both in the same, the Southern Pacific and the Union Pacific. Uh, and uh, just say Pacific. How we could just say Pacific. Pacific roads, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, I just like them. I like them because they have really cool paint jobs, especially the daylight. The daylight's one of my favorites. But uh, uh, I like daylights. They just they run they run with the PFE trade, so I like them. <laughs> gotcha. No, good answer. And how about yourself, uh, OG George? OG George is going to tell you a little story that you're going to get a little story from OG okay. George. Story girl. time. Way back <laughs> a long time ago when I was just a little punk in the outside. After Grammy was done, <laughs> <up a> <laughs> after when we were like my cousin's <laughs> a little older than I, and we used to uh, go down to a bank where his mother used to cash her paycheck. Okay, and we take the Ogden Avenue bus down to this this uh, place, and while she was banking, they used to have a rack full of timetables from the railroads, the airlines, and things like that. So we would go there, and we'd get one of each, at least one of each, each time we'd go. Finally, the bank said, "Wait a minute, these things are disappearing, and these kids are taking them." But anyway, we used to play a little game that we used to have, we take these schedules and uh, these things, and we'd pick a city, and you had to figure out how to get there by a train, plane, or bus, or what. And, of course, you know, whoever owned Greyhound bus always won, because you could pick out some town that no railroad would dare go to. But, anyway, as we'd sit there, and each of us would pick railroads and uh, airlines and things like this with a timetable. So that that was our team, and there each guy would have those. Well, the two very very last ones that were always picked, 
were a railroad called the Monon Railroad and an airline called North Central Airlines. And would you believe this? Okay. My, my cousin got a job with the Monon Railroad, <coughs> gotten out of college, and he got a job with the Monon Railroad. And the day after I graduated from high school, I was, I was working at, while well, I was in high school as a copy boy at the Chicago Tribune. And uh, I get a call from my, my, my cousin. He says, did you take a full-time job at the Tribune since you graduated? And I says, no. He says, don't. He says, I want you to come down and interview for a job at the Mona. Well, the day after, second day after I graduated from high school, I got employed by the Monon Railroad. Oh, wow. And later in my lifetime, I, as a I'm retired airline pilot, I got hired by an airline called North Central Airlines and flew for the, them and the, what we evolved to for 35 years. So basically my favorite railroad, because this is the one that got me started in railroading, and I did work for several railroads, was the Monon. And so I have a deep spot in my heart for the Monon Railroad. Love it. Love stories like that. Let's see. I think I have one more question and then I'll pass it over to uh, Johnny. So my last question is, where do you see or I guess what's your personal take on the O-scale model railroading industry for the next or over the next 10 years? And I'll open that to the entire floor, whoever wants to butt in on that. Uh, well, I see it. I mean. The O skill, I when I was younger, actually not too long ago, I used to think of I, I didn't other than the people outside the TCA, everybody I knew that wasn't part of the TCA was into the HO scale, and so I I thought of it as not being uh, as big because I mean I, I knew a lot of people that were into O scale, but it just wasn't it wasn't something that I saw growing until the YouTube thing started or until I came on YouTube and uh, the whole community came together. And I noticed there are a lot more O-scale modelers than I uh, originally thought there were, <clears throat> um, which is really cool. And I, th- I, I see it. Uh, it's really cool that, to see uh, younger people, uh, you know, at shows and stuff like that, be really interested in the trains. Um, and I definitely see it growing in the near future, just not, not as steadily as it did uh, uh, um, back in the, the 40s and 50s, but uh, it, it seems to be on a steady uh, incline, in my opinion. And to, to dovetail into that, I think that there, um, you know, it's, it's never going to be like the the toy like it was back when my dad was a kid, um, and I think that the growth area in the hobby is going to be uh, uh, with uh, the technology, and I think that the various different manufacturers are going to be able to um, interest. Um, young men and women, and even uh, um, people that are my age, you know, in their in their uh, mid to late thirties to to their their fifties, um, where we're just starting to get some money and and be able to pour some of that money into um, our various different hobbies. And the, the technology is what is enticing everybody. And so there's a, a neat spot with people who like uh, the realism and the people that like operating. The, the trains through remote control and they um, can bring that realism into into things with with through the technology so I, I think that there's uh, you know as the technology advances 
um, I think that that is going to be a big hook for people in the hobby. And, and hopefully, um, as our world becomes uh, smaller through technology, through smartphones, and people are able to network through uh, through technology in uh, ways that they haven't in the past, you know, with with being able to network through a community like you guys have established through your podcast and your Discord channel and everything like that, that's really cool and makes the community much much smaller. And hopefully, there that provides synergy for for everything to grow. Um, but I think that it went from being something where a lot of people thought that the hobby may have been dying to all of a sudden um, the 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 flicker flicker of the flame has been fanned and I see it growing and I'm knocking on wood right now, but I hope that it grows too. Well, you know, when I got back into trains, you know, there was a, it was, Lionel was, you know, they like, as I said, they had their sets were not very good. American Flyer wasn't there. HO was where it was all at. However, as I learned very quickly with the HO layout, and then when I put the Lionel stuff together, Little fingers don't work so good on HO, but they sure work good on, on O-Gage. And the real, not so much the realism, it's the fact that uh, O-Gage trains, for the most part, operate a lot more flawlessly than, than little ones. And not saying, though, that the fact that they're considerably more expensive, although I was just looking at prices of HO trains, and it's not like you go out and buy, which is how I got into HO trains is you could buy a car for $2 and an engine for $8, where the minimum cost of a Lionel engine was about 40 or 50 bucks. So you, you, a box car was $10 and stuff like that. <clears throat> but what I see is that, uh, and I hope, I, I see you guys that put together these uh, uh, YouTube things, and I see a real interest group in the, the people that we get talking when we do GFW trains, the people we get talking on the side, I always thought, well, first there was a lot of these are kids, but I'm seeing a lot of these people are my age. No, they can't be my age. They usually are dead. But no, there are a lot of them my age and others like that. That you know, They don't have a lot of trains, but they do have trains. One of the interesting things that I see now, and you know, we everybody we talks about we talk about all this technology that's going into toy trains. You know, we can sit and spin a little dial and everything like that. But you know something, you can go out and buy uh, post-war trains now that ten years ago you couldn't touch for less than three hundred dollars. You can go buy them for ninety and a hundred dollars, like a hundred and twenty dollars, and buy cars for six bucks that you couldn't touch for twenty-five, fifteen years ago. And you can put together a post-war Lionel layout and Lionel trains, and you can go out and buy a ZW transformer that you couldn't touch for less than three hundred dollars. You can buy, you know, for a hundred less than a hundred dollars, and you, and tracks available. Everybody's buying. It has new kinds of track, and if you don't mind getting in the start gates, you can get a lot of track and make a heck of a layout. Yeah, I, I agree, Grandpa. To your point, I think that that. Uh, I was talking about the technology bringing people in, but I also, hopefully, I think that there will be a renaissance of interest in even the old this, train. Yeah, there's got to be a start point where you you know you start and you start into it. You know, the, once you get it's like a disease. Let's put it that way. What do you guys think? It's like a disease, huh? 
Uh, you can say that. <laughs> I'd say like a virus. You no, know, once it's like planted, an, a, an obsession. Uh, how about how about we call it a passion? How about call it COVID? Sam, we're going. We're going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Train. Huh? <laughs> train. It mutates into various different things. But uh, yeah, I, you know, when I see, you know that. Not to be pushing post-war trains, but boy, I see a lot of ways for people to get in. Yeah, and if you want to graduate into the the fun stuff, but I'll tell you what, just driving the handle on an old ZW is pretty darn neat, as far as I'm concerned. That's sort of like running the old Johnson bar on a steam engine, or the 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 uh, throttle handle in a on a diesel engine, or something like that. And uh, um, uh, you know, somebody's going to come up with someday going to you know. Uh, have a sell uh, engine console that you're going to sit behind your engine console and drive the train and not spin a little wheel. You're going to have, so we've actually, I've, I've sat in a locomotive simulator that a guy built from actual locomotive parts in a museum down in Paducah, Kentucky. And that was quite neat. Now, of course, I've, I've flown a lot of simulators and, uh, and things like that, <clears throat> but you know, I can see with the cameras. I, I love. I've had the camera cars and stuff on my layout, and there's nothing neater than sitting there having somebody ride, drive a train in the other room, looking at on my television set of the train he's right driving around the layout. Uh, do you agree with that? That's kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think I, I think I'm. I think what we're waiting for now is so we all had the camera cars in the back, right? What I'm waiting for is that camera that sits in the cab window, right? So yeah, now we got that. Yeah. I mean, you could one that's like integrated into the cab yeah, as yeah, a, that, coming from the factory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we, we have like everybody forgets that Lionel did that. You know, Lionel, was, that, was that called like light, like lion scope or, or? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I've got the train that operates as the, the only Good old black and white camera. The only, <laughs> the only, bad, only bad thing about it. Is you lose like little nine volt batteries and it only lasts for twenty five minutes. Okay. Then I, you know, uh, I have that. I still have it. I used to set it up on the layout all the time. We had a little, uh, a little red uh, television, about a seven inch screen, and it running right out of the front of the engine. Now Wally's Wally took one of those uh, TV cameras and he put it in the front end of uh, one of the Genesis. Uh, P40s that uh, Williams brought out and it works pretty nice and you got the K-line camera car that does a real that's that was the real step forward in that because that ran off track power and you could you could put that car on the front of your train it didn't look realistic of it being on the front of the train but you could put it on the front of the train and uh, push it around the layout and it was kind of nice and I agree with you I, I would you know they've now they what they Put it in the dome car in the Union Pacific set. They've got it in the the, the caboose in the back, and I thought would re, I, somebody I saw did a YouTube thing where they they had one that they put in the engine, and they also put one in the uh, caboose, and then they had them on a split screen. Uh, you guys oh yeah, that's cool. I don't think I've seen that one before, but I'll definitely look for that one. And uh, boy. You think it's entertaining when you have people in your house and you bring them down in your rec room and you put the, what's going on in the other room on the on the 27-inch TV in the other room. That's really kind of neat. People will sit there and watch it. Some, 
You know, and if you sit there with the command control, you can sit there and run that train. You just got to watch how you don't derail yourself. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think all of you had like very good points about like where the technology is going. And obviously in the last several years, social media has been a huge catalyst for driving interest into the hobby because nowadays, you know, kids, you know, not, you know, not to point out George, but obviously, you know, he's in a generation of, you know, looking at your phone and stuff like that. And, and now we have, uh, we have content uh, with O scale model railroading that kids can just, you know, bring right. up right on their phone. And that drives interest into, Hey, this is on, uh, this is on social media. Oh, like this kind of looks cool. Uh, maybe I'll give it a try. So, you know, no, as no. long as I, I agree, Matt, I agree. Yeah. And I think as long as we, uh, us as in content creators, uh, GFW trains and, you know, your your guys, you guys have that, you know, every Friday night where you're doing a live stream and you push a lot of content out there uh, and you guys have a with TCA and you guys have a huge voice in the industry as well. And, um, yeah, you know, us just pushing this podcast out there, just trying to get people we're we're trying. I think when it comes down to it, we're just trying to get people connected. And that's a huge part of of driving people into this is getting people connected because there's people out there that they're old scale model railroaders, but they're by themselves. or they're not in a community where they have somebody to reach out to. And this is one of the things that we give people access to, you know, you, you have people join your live streams that you probably know them by their name. You maybe, maybe they've never said anything or maybe they've said a few things, but they enjoy watching what you do. And it's a way for them to see other people enjoy the hobby and, and get connected. And, uh, and that's just, that's what we're trying to do here is right, just get people right, connected. I'm, I'm buying what you're selling, man. I'm buying what you're selling with that message. Well, it's, it's an interesting thing that, you know, what's gotten into it back when I got into back into it and with Wally, you know, it was the old saying, don't let the kids in here, they'll touch and wreck the trains. That was, that <laughs> was the big thing. You could actually, we, at TCA, a kid couldn't come in the, and, into the trading hall until I, what was it, 13 or 14 years old, Wally? I can't I remember. remember. We finally had a big disagreement on the board there at our division. We said, this is ridiculous. You can't bring your kid in. How are you going to have anybody have interest? I'll give you. Yep. I, I kind of trained Wally. He was like my bird dog. And there's some really good stories we have. Uh, you know, you guys now have been to York and you've seen what a man, magnificent big hall that is. And nobody can, you know, see what you buy going to York. All in post-war trains back in those days when tra- this was the this was the mecca. You had the first fifteen minutes of the show to find the treasure that you were hoping you were find at that show because after everybody was on a searching hunt for fifteen minutes. If you didn't find it in the fifth, first fifteen minutes, you likely weren't going to find it, you know, at a price that you were willing to pay. And so, as with the first time that Wally was able to go out. I said to him, you got to be like my bird dog. you got to go out. I'd go seek, find. And I'd send him down another aisle. And he'd come running over to me. They're over here, over here. So I'd run over there and see if there's something we wanted to buy. And I was very lucky with him being that. He, he could spot things that I'd never see. I, another story I'd like to tell about, we're at a Midwest division meet. And I'm, I'm talking to a couple of guys about they're trying to get me involved with doing something. And uh, we the one, and I'm talking to him. Wally comes over to me, and he says, "Dad, Dad, come over here." 
And I says, Wally, can't you see I'm talking to this? I says, Dad, come over here. And so, all right, Wally, what do you want? And I walk over and there's, I've, you're not, I don't know if you guys are into familiarity with old post-war trains. There's a, a green generator car that's pretty rare. Um, and uh, I, there it is sitting on a table and it's $75 is marked on it. And usually you couldn't find one for less than a couple of hundred. And so I, you know, I says to Wally, I, I reach over and I pick it up. And I said, to, I say to Wally, you got to watch out because, you know, there were some phony generator, green generators being made at that time. And I says, you got to look at it. And so one of the more renowned shyster train collectors, <laughs> he says, yeah, George, it's real. Because I, I reached my hand in there just before he got it. <laughs> so uh, it was really fun. <laughs> And I, I now he he doesn't let me in on all the deals he finds. I see them all here. I don't see him any on my layout anymore. <laughs> so I, I, I think that fast hand works pretty good over at my trains. <laughs> <laughs> I know George knows better where things are hiding under my layout than I do. Yeah, so it's hard. It's hard to hide the Christmas gifts. <laughs> Um, I'm going to uh, pass the uh, pass the mic over to Johnny now and uh, see what uh, he has in store for you. Well, thank you, Matt. So kind of touching base with the GFW train saga here. Um, I've, I've known you guys for, for a decent amount of time at this point. I consider you guys very good friends. And one of the things that really stood out to, to me and I bet it to a lot of folks during lockdown was how much your channel really took off with the live streams and running trains with friends. And you guys did a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, tell me a little bit about, two, I'm going to bring up two big events that I was fortunate to be part of, uh, be around for, um, was tell, tell our viewers a little bit about fast Friday and also <laughs> tell us a little bit about the, the craziness of the 24 hour live stream. Never again, <laughs> never again are we doing well, that. All right. So, <laughs> so George talked a little bit about, the, uh, his YouTube channel and we had started to make a lot of videos and it was really starting to take, take off, um, right before the lockdown happened. And then the lockdown happened. And um, George and I, as well as probably just everybody else uh, everywhere, was bored of anything to do. Yeah. Right. So George and I got down in the basement. <laughs> we had just started building a layout down here. It was pretty much, you know, uh, it was, yeah. For the longest, we had the layout, like the, we, we started the layout, but it just got to a point where life kind of like, like just got, got busy and we weren't able to do like, important things on the layout but the covid really gave us uh or the lockdown really gave us a really great opportunity to finish all those things but we had no outlet we had no outlet yeah. so all of a sudden one time as we're building the layout george says hey how about if we live stream yeah and so like oh, all right so i think that there might have been like two people watch us and george and i were just goofing around all night yeah we had a good time so we did it the next day yeah. And we did it the next day. day. It just turned into a and we just day. every day, George and I started the live stream every day, and and we don't have a plan. It and turned out from being the the MacBook on a part of the layout, then we started to add. We tried to get it a camera angle, so we put it on a couple of shoeboxes, <laughs> and then and then from there, we, yeah, we were literally our camera was the camera on the MacBook. Yeah, <laughs> it was really choppy, and the volume was or the the audio was really bad. So the audio. The audio was at the. I think that was the first thing we fixed, right? Uh, I, I at the time. I think we just got a bigger shoebox. That was the first thing. We fixed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 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 
I, I I was really quiet on the streams and everybody never could hear me, right? And so that was the biggest thing I, I uh is uh um just the volume and so we we eventually got we got the the audio fixed and that was that was so great. So we we started calling the the um the live streams running trains with friends. I mean you guys, right? And um uh as we were doing this, we were we're we're just two guys that are stir crazy. So then on the, the live streams, we started train racing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> we, we started train racing. And so part of our live stream every every uh, evening would be to run trains around the track and racing trains <laughs> around the track. So it was train racing. And as um, the, the lockdown kind of died down, we stopped doing it from every day when we started doing it every Friday. And we had a couple of uh, – um, well – we we love IndyCar racing and we love the Indianapolis 500 in particular. And there was one day right before they, they do the Indianapolis 500 that they, that uh, they practice and they call it fast Friday. And somebody came up with the idea to call our live stream stream fast Friday. Cause we were always racing trains on the live stream. So we did that and we had a lot of fun. Um, and we don't really race trains very much, or we we don't race trains anymore on the live stream. The trains they come off the track and then they break stuff. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things the that, trains the track and it just got yeah. It, when you what you didn't see is that a lot of our trains would get broken, and we love our trains. It's not something where we like to see them get broken or anything yeah. like that. But in true also point of fact, we our layout progressed to where <laughs> um, if we were to we put a second level on it, and it's really nice now. And I think if we were to race trains on it, there'd be a, a lot higher rate of them breaking yeah so that's fast friday and then the other thing was so the 24-hour live stream george had reached thousand subscribers on his special and we were talking about uh like a, different ways that we could celebrate yeah. right george and so we said hey all the the, the the vloggers do these 24-hour challenges right so we could do a 24-hour uh, uh live stream so we stayed on the live stream for 24 hours. Wasn't there a tie-in like we had just seen the 24 hours of Le Mans or yeah, something like something that? Like or we there we did Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. And uh, anyways, 24 hours, right? And uh, so George has this crazy idea. He's we're trying to think of a we're, we're talking with people on the stream about what how he could celebrate uh, thousand subscribers, and then the light bulb went off. 24 hours spe- or 24 hour live stream, man. I thought that was gonna be easy at the time. That was easy. <laughs> Oh boy, was I wrong! Uh, but yeah, so for thousands of or thousands of subscribers, especially the twenty four hour lives, and we had people on constantly. We we, we created it so we got people to start. We just yeah, all of our friends come yeah. come on every hour, including you, Johnny. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, uh, we uh, we just kind of we and everybody. If you were a viewer, you're able to join at some point. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had everybody from Roger Carp, the editor of Classic Toy Trains, to. Uh, Derek Thomas, who, um, Notch six, Notch six podcast and, and it works for, he shared some, uh, prototype stuff with us. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people share their layouts and actually that was probably one of, it was a hard live stream. It's hard to stay up for 24 oh gosh, hours, yeah. but that was probably one of my, uh, highlights of my, uh, um, my hobby experience. I yeah. think that was really, from a standpoint of trying to watch it and stay up, I, I gave up. I, I, I confess I, I made it to 2 a.m. in the morning or 3 a.m. in the morning, and I finally said, leave it. To, uh, we have one or two people that two I know people. Yep. that stayed up through the whole thing, yep. and yeah. I, I couldn't make it. And uh, Sean's trained. Uh, uh, 
no, no. Shroud's Trento. Yes. No, gosh, you're the other guy. Um, we haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember Sean's trains is a big one because yep. he uh, he was cool. Uh, but yeah, we dude, it, it, it was like four in the morning. He's just running in his, his trains around the track. I'm like about ready to like, sorry, I was I was about ready to die of just exhaustion. <laughs> I'm sure you were feeling the same, but uh, hey, you dealt with it a lot better than me, dude. How was how was feeling? I was seeing stuff. <laughs> no, I think what really knocked you out. I think the the biggest saboteur for you, George, was that beanbag chair. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, get comfortable. <laughs> you just got to bring all the beanbag chair. That's right. And uh, I was like, "Oh man, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna sit in my beanbag chair and nope, just chill out. Dude. What? Too chill. <laughs> yeah, he's got his grandmother's uh, ability to fall asleep anytime, anywhere. We go. We were down at the Indianapolis 500, which is for the family, the, the four of us boys go down there it's a great big party for us you know and uh, um and the two grandsons and wally and i and, and uh, wally's brother and getting sleeping beauty here up in the morning is come on george it's 11 o'clock <laughs> vacation man good times vacation. good times that was a very there was a very fun live stream and um I remember all of us late at night were just, we were really, you, especially you guys, you guys were very tired, but the fact that you guys uh, managed to, to stick through it and, and managed to make it to the end uh, as champions of the 24 hour stream, that's a, Ooh. it's a feat. I don't think anybody else has topped. I think in the, in the train community, you guys are the ones that have, that held that record. So. Holy one. Yeah. How many people would be that dumb? <laughs> Matt and Matt Oskill podcast 24 hour episode. No, 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 no. no. no 36 hour podcast. Hey, oh, yeah, taking it up a notch. I mean, come you. on. I got I to gotta add a little on there, right? Yeah. The first, the first, Set the bar. The first, like, probably 14 hours are great. And then after that, you're just like, oh my God, when is it going to end? Please. <laughs> the clock move quicker. Well, you know, it was fun though. The, the other thing that was fun on that twenty-four hour live stream—I don't know if you remember—is we had some guys uh, that were, were weren't from uh, the United States or even North America. Um, they were there. Uh, uh, we had some guys from oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, Great Britain that came yeah, on. They were like, yeah, yeah, it's right. It's like eight a.m. for them, and it's yeah, like, right, what, like four in the morning. Yeah, so right. we had a couple of guys uh, from Great Britain that were on the show. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> Morning for them in the middle of the night for us. Yeah, it was cool too because they're like, "Oh yeah, we always watch the live stream, but we always watch the playbacks because they're always at like two in the morning for us." So they're probably like, "What? What are these American blokes doing on right now?" (laughs) (laughs) That was was my worst. That was the worst British accent ever. But sorry about that. (laughs) One guy who about four. Yeah. Anfield, okay. Um, Anfield, really, really. Anfield, you know, left. We started calling Bert from Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, we love it. We're like, hey, can we call you something? Because you sound just like Bert from Mary Poppins. Can we call you Bert? He <laughs> loved it. Mary Poppins, I. Mary Poppins. We got to say Mary Poppins. Oh, you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like it's like. 
5 a.m. and we're just listening to the, the uh, uh, Airfield Road Railroad say Mary Poppins. We kept playing them over and over. Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these guys could. Guys could <laughs> You know, a little bit of where this comes from, this uh, staying up all night, I don't know if you guys knew it, but Wally is uh, one of the most renowned, uh, um, like I say, endurance canoe racers. And we used to do this race out on the Missouri River. We'd go from Kansas City to St. Louis, and Wally used to have to paddle that straight, no sleep. And it would take the, less than 37 hours to go the 340 miles on the Missouri River. And... Uh, my, my wife and I and, and Wally's wife, we used to run the bank along the Missouri River for them every four hours to feed them and stuff like that. So we had a crew of us that between the two paddlers and the, and the boat and the four of us on the, the three of us in the car that we had to uh, keep these guys going. So I think a lot of that endurance thing came from Wally, his idea. <laughs> I'm the king. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great and then uh, i got one last thing that i want to bring up and this is this seems to be very iconic for you guys something that seems to be passed down between uh, generations tell me about godzilla oh wow, yeah <laughs> all right God, okay godzilla okay. you're gonna hear a lot of different stories a little I, I, versions I should, of this story johnny I, I that's a good should. one I should start this off because it originated with us. It actually didn't originate with the three of us. It originated with my wife. No, no. Yes. No. It was her okay. idea to put Godzilla on the layout. No. All right, here we have this story. <laughs> Good thing <laughs> my wife's not here. Go ahead, tell, tell your version of the story. All right. So anyway, she liked the idea of having Godzilla on the layout. And, of course, they, the Godzilla on my layout is sitting there. He's got his... Uh, um, generator, generator car that he's, he gets his power from and he's uh, doing that. And that's where the, the first Godzilla, we'd never seen a Godzilla on another layout until we did the, that uh, um, Classic Toy Trains article where Godzilla uh, stands it. Now, Wally, let him tell his story. I think it was my wife's idea. Let Wally tell his. So I, I'm a huge, huge monster fan and a huge huge Godzilla fan. I love Godzilla. And I had always wanted to put one on my dad's train layout. I went to a county fair in Valparaiso, Indiana, Porter County Fair, and I won a Godzilla. It's like a plastic Godzilla at the at the county fair. And I brought it back and I put it on my dad's train layout because it fit perfectly scale-wise. Well, not perfectly, but as much as a, a plastic Godzilla that you win in a fair is going to fit <laughs> on the layout. And my dad saw it, and he lost it. He went nuts. He's like, you can't put that on my layout. I'm like, Dad, it's perfect. It's Godzilla. He's destroying trains. You've got all of these train parts. It's going to look great on your layout. He's like, no, absolutely not. Take it off the layout. So I don't know whatever happened, but he must have forgot about it, but it stayed on the layout. And it became a part of the layout. And then a couple of years after that, it, my dad's layout for those, my dad's layout doesn't get brought up too much on the, the um, GFW trains, but my dad has one of the nicest layouts in the Chicagoland area, if not the Midwest. It's a beautiful layout. Um, and, and it's it's a toy rail layout. It's something that is not high rail. It's not a toy layout. It's somewhere in between, you know, where it's, you look at it and, and everything fits together. 
but it's not scale, it's not toys, but it all fits together, including this Godzilla. It looks right together. It all looks right together, including this Godzilla. But anyway, Classic Toy Trains um, saw the layout when they came to a Train Collectors Association convention. They came out and um, did a, a piece in Classic Toy Trains in in 2002, no, 2004. It was 2002, and it was in the Christmas issue of 2003. Okay. Was it? So yeah. uh, um, it was in the classic toy trains. Wouldn't you know, out of all of the things that you could take pictures, beautiful pictures of on this layout, they took pictures of this portion of the layout that I had put where, where Godzilla was smashing some trains and had a power car in his mouth. And, and uh, that got put into the layout. And uh, ever since then, We've seen that pop up on layouts around uh, uh, and, and pictured and everything like that. And then, of course, when I built my layout, I had to incorporate my monsters, too. So I, uh, I've got on our layout, we've got Godzilla, we've got Mothra, we've got King Kong. Well, you got to tell how we put Mothra and, and I, King uh, Kong up there. And I, uh, I, that's my bow to, to my, uh, my monsters. And, of course, once the ball got rolling, everybody... Uh, uh, started loving on the, loving the monsters, and my mom insisted that when she um, uh, was helping me paint the backdrop for her layout, that she paint up Godzilla on a, um, a backdrop with New York City and include Mothra as well as Godzilla. So I'm always on the lookout for some uh, some uh, cages to put on my layouts. So if anybody knows any. <laughs> Uh, let me know. I got yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. You got like yeah. superheroes. Well, I, got, I, got, I got to say this. I got to get a plug in for the little lady that I'm married to. She is, uh, uh, she's always been a big promoter, very supportive of all the things our crazy family has done in trains and just about every other crazy thing we've ever done. We have done some real crazy things, this family. And uh, <laughs> my wife is usually the instigator of most of them. And, uh, I give her a lot of credit. She did all the scenery on my layout. It's uh, the thing I'm so proud of my layout is how it looks. I go down there, I play with my trains alone. I don't have a son at the house anymore. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I go down a there. trip right there. Huh? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hey, man. He'll quit his job a couple of other guys. <laughs> right, I can go live in your basement. <laughs> Bring my family with me. <laughs> Is that an invitation? No, we won't talk about coming and living in my basement. Yeah, well, 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 hey, I would love to live down there, right? So. <laughs> anyway. But Take it with you, Dad. <laughs> I, I just got to I just gotta get, put a plug in for her because she's been uh, with Wally. She's helped with Wally scenery and uh, yeah, she's my mom. A, she's quite an artist, right? She says she's a real catalyst for in the family for the hobby too. She's a, a, a facilitator, and you know, in terms of uh, not giving us any flack or never giving us any flack, and and same with my wife. I, I mean, that's we both, we're, we're special. We're, we're both very lucky in that department. <laughs> a Godzilla-sized story to go along with it, too. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that that was an awesome story, guys. I, I appreciate you telling us a little bit about that and for opening up and letting us know how how your YouTube channel started and, and the oh, live streams and, and all that. But that that is the end of my questions. Matt, are there, uh, is there any other final comments or things you want to add in there, uh, man? You know, I did want to say, I know this is the Father's Day episode, but... Um, can't have a Father's Day episode without also noting um, all the moms and wives and grandmas out there as well, who definitely, and like, like the example that you had just, you know, stated, 
uh, you guys had just dated um, uh, OG George uh, with your wife and uh, and uh, Wally and your wife too. That uh, you know they're special, and uh, my grandma really was a very special person who really got me into trains as well as my dad. So uh, hats off to uh, all the moms, wives, and grandmas out there. Right, sure. right, right on. You know, my my dad said that the one that got him in the trains was his mom and my yeah. grandma, right? Right, right. <laughs> Well, yep. I, gotta tell you, I gotta tell you another one. You gotta keep them in it, you know. Uh, I bought my, my wife a girl's train set, and I also, she always loved the, the, uh, the Pioneer Zephyr, so she she's got her own Pioneer Summer and in the girl girls train set. I've always loved the girls train, Dad. Yeah, I've loved the boys train. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't got one of them. We better go get one real quick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Give them to us. You know, it's kind of funny when you talk about rare trains, and we, I, you guys are familiar with the the Blue Boys train, Lionel Blue Boys train, and when mm-hmm. I was there's a story in the the Blue. Uh, um, Tom McComas book about two sets of uh, that are known to man for sure. You know, some people are saying there's more of them, but a fellow by the name of Ed Barber had owned one, and then there was another fellow around Chicago that had the t- the two sets of uh, uh, boys train. There was a different uh, diff- one different color in each set. This is all post war Lionel. This is all post war Lionel now. This is the. So we're at we're at uh, TCA uh, York. We're in the White Hall, and we've got a table. One, I think one, I only had a table two years, and my son Bob was uh, he loved to say he didn't want, do much for wanting to look at trains, but he just loved to sit at the table and sell trains. And Wally and I were more than happy to go out <laughs> and shop trains. So Bob would sit there, and the table right next to us had a boys' train engine sitting on it. And so that was about the, if you could have had a table in an obvious spot where you could sell things, it couldn't have been better because everybody in the world was over there looking at that boys train set. Frank, Frank Petruso had the other boys train set. And so that's the only one I've ever seen as the engine. And I've seen the pictures of the ones that Frank Petruso and Ed, and Ed Barber had had. But uh, some people say there are more out there, but, you know, I always say, show me the, put them all together at the same time and let's see. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. All righty. Well, Matt, I will hand the baton back to you. Are there any other things you want to add in there as well? I think I am all good, except for uh, thank you so much, you guys, for for joining us tonight. You bet, Johnny. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, to, to the three of you for coming on our Father's Day episode. And you guys were just the absolute perfect guests for this. Just, just to let you know that mm-hmm. this is this is your stories are awesome. And uh, we we want to uh, obviously have you guys on again for sure. Sure. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Yeah. Awesome. And George has, um, a, George has a face for radio. <laughs> that's all right i i do too george so we're, we're together um but uh like all our guests uh we want to make sure that uh, folks know where to find you so please um uh gfw boys uh let people know where to find you 
So uh, George has his YouTube channel. It's GFW Trains, where we talk about everything, but mostly trains. You can find us on YouTube. At GFW Trains. At GFW Trains, in case we didn't mention the name of the channel. What's it called, George? GFW Trains. And what does GFW stand for? Uh, George Felipe Work. And that's GFW, GFW yeah. Trains. And where yeah. can you find it? At uh, YouTube. And YouTube. And if you were to go to YouTube, what would you type into the search box? GFW Trades. And what was that one more time? GFW Trades. All right. Uh, but then you can also find us on Instagram at GFW Trains underscore YT. And then Facebook, too. I don't, I, uh, do you know the, the app for that? GFW Trades. I don't know. I, 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 I will, I'm going to make sure that all of your social media is in the show notes as well. So people can uh, click a lazy link and it'll take you right to it. There you go. What was the name of this sh- the channel? George? I can't remember. I think it was GFW Trains. <laughs> Grandpa, I heard you say it. I did. I said GFW Trains. There you go. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, but when you well, said it again. <laughs> I kid, man. I'm sorry. I digress here. <laughs> You're all good, man. This, this is shameless advertising. That's okay. That's okay. So I figure if I say GFW Trades a couple of times, people would remember GFW Trades. Well, yeah, GFW Trades is pretty cool. <laughs> you remember the scene in Wayne's World when Wayne's and Garth are in their attic there and he's yeah. going to commercial and holding a the product, but we're not shamelessly endorsing anything here. Yep, I remember. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're our guest. You can plug away as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, and Johnny, uh, where can people find you, sir? You can find me on YouTube at Audemus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. You'll find me there screaming at inanimate objects, getting hit in the face boxes, and occasionally I'll throw, occasionally do a train video as well. I uh, haven't uploaded in a while, but I promise a video will probably come out in the next millennium. You can also find me on Instagram as Audemus underscore trains and Facebook with the same name. Last but not least, you can also find me on our Discord server. I'll be there scrolling through the chats, responding to cool train pictures, and sometimes you'll hear me in the voice chat. So feel free to join us and uh, have a chat. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. Uh, I'm also on Facebook under the same name, and I'm an Instagram under WCMRR. Uh, now, a couple of quick things, folks. To remember, uh, please send in your, your comments and your reviews and your questions to us before our next episode, which will be in July. So uh, please have this into us before the end of, I would say, around the end of June. So uh, if you can have those up uh, sent to us, Again, our email address is in the show notes, but if you want to, it is Matt and Matt Oskiltrains at gmail.com. Send us that. Go in Discord, post it in Discord. Um, if you have any questions, again, feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media. Uh, you know, we we all miss Matt. We want Matt on here, Matt Z back on here. Come so, back, Matt. You know, Come yeah, back. see, see, you, you <laughs> Even the GFW boys want Matt back. The office smells weird without anchovies, man. I don't know how to, how to I don't know how we're ever going to live without it. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is the one bonus, you know, <laughs> thing, so, <laughs> um, uh, Wally, happy father's day to you, sir. Um, OG George, happy father's day to you. Happy father's day to my dad and happy father's day to all of the dad listeners out there. Uh, and everyone have a wonderful night. Take care, everyone. See you guys. Thanks again. Good night.